Good morning, everybody. Hello. What's up? And welcome back to You Learn Something New Every Day with Chloe Vetter. I'm your host. I'm Chloe. Um, I say good morning because I'm recording this at literally 6 a.m. I am not 100% sure why I wasn't planning on recording at this hour, but anyway, it's it's nice. I am staring. I'm sitting by my window. Uh, my dogs are just kind of chilling, half asleep next to me, and I'm watching the sun rise, and it's just a beautiful, beautiful morning. It's going to be a great day, and yeah. Um, okay, so if you're new to my podcast, I share something at the beginning of each episode that I learned that day because what I like to emphasize and promote is that you do learn something new every single day, and... I know that we hear that a lot and people say it a lot and it sounds kind of cheesy and you don't really, you're like, yeah, okay, whatever. No, but you actually do. And if you're mindful enough and you're being present in each moment and you're, you know, just aware of your surroundings, then you'll find that you are able to retain information that you got from just living your life, you know? Like, it doesn't necessarily have to be like a fact from a textbook or whatever you know what I mean like there's so much to learn there's a lot of experience to learn and yeah anyway what I learned today is well okay it's literally 6 a.m so honestly I woke up and what I learned is that I can apparently wake up naturally at 5 30 a.m but the real thing that I put down for what I learned is Technically, I learned it yesterday, but uh, Cycle Fit, my spin studio that I teach at, I teach spin and bar, if you didn't know, uh, our studio is opening up again, which is awesome, and it's, I don't know, I just, I remember when the studio closed and I was very, I don't know, like, okay, it was March 16th, I remember It was a day I was getting my tattoo, and then I got the news. I had just been at work that morning, and then I got the news that we had to close down. And I was really, I didn't know how to feel. I was really upset. I was really sad. I was really, you know, kind of angry because I love my job, and I love the clients, and I love seeing everybody, and I loved, you know, just every, you know, I loved, I just loved it. And so that was really hard. So the fact that we're able to open up again, it won't be exactly the same, at least for a long time, but I don't know. It's it's just, it's a cool thing, and I'm really excited, and I'm really grateful for that to be able to be happening. However, just disclaimer, the like, there, there's still a pandemic going on. The virus is still a thing. It's not, you know, just all of a sudden gone. I feel like a lot of people are do not understand that, um, and I mean, whatever, like, to each their own, I feel like people at this point are gonna do whatever they want anyway, which, yeah, anyway, I'm not even gonna get into that, but just be careful, be safe, be healthy, um, and yeah, that's what I learned, um, okay, so today's episode is gonna be one that I, I knew I wanted to record an episode like this before I even officially, like, started my podcast, like, when I just had the idea to make one, and I was writing down, you know, like, ideas of episodes that I would do and topics I would talk about, and 
this is one of them. Um, it's going to be a little bit, how do I wear this? It's going to be more like deep, I guess, more of a very personal experience that I'm going to be sharing. Um, very, very, okay. This topic is just not talked about enough. And that's one of the biggest reasons I want to talk about enough. Um, okay. So by the title, you can tell this is going to be about my experience going to a psychiatric hospital. So I went to one, uh, two, just over two years ago. So it's been a little bit now. And I, I just want to talk about it because I want to normalize discussing this because I actually do know a good amount of, you know, a good handful of people that have, you know, needed to go to a psychiatric hospital to get the help that they needed and get the support that they needed. And I'm sure that there are probably even more people who have been there that I know. Um, but yeah, I just like this topic I feel like is not talked about enough. Like it'll come up and people either just kind of make a joke about it, like, like psych hospitals in general and that's it, you know, like, it's kind of one of those things, like, people, a lot of people will feel embarrassed to talk about if they've had to go through that experience, um, but, yeah, I mean, I definitely understand that, I definitely was in that boat when it was more, you know, new and recent to me, but now that it's been a while, and I've grown a lot, and I've learned a lot, I'm just like, you know what, I need to talk about this experience, and yeah, um, I do want to make another disclaimer, kind of. I'm not exactly talking about my mental health and my, like, experience and my story, all that, right now. I'm just mainly talking about my experience about the hospital itself on the inside because nobody nobody talks about that and nobody knows anything about it unless you've been there. And like I said, nobody talks about it, so if you haven't been there, you don't exactly 100% know what it's like on the inside. So, as a patient at least, this is from my perspective as a patient, I'm going to try to keep it unbiased, but I'll also probably have some biased opinions. I don't know, we'll get into it. But, yeah, that's, that's what we're talking about. And that's what I'm going to begin talking about. Okay, so I, like I said, I went like two, over two years ago. It was March of 2018, was it? Yeah. Yeah, March of 2018. Uh, it was the very beginning of March. And I was in a very deep, deep depression. Um, I also struggled with anxiety, OCD. I talk about some of this in some of my other episodes. Um, but yeah, that's a little bit of my background, but, um, yeah, I went for my depression. I had some very serious, uh, suicidal thoughts and, um, actions taken that required, you know, I, I needed, I needed for my own safety, I needed to go to this hospital. And yeah, that's, that's really as simple 
as it can get. I needed some help and I needed to be safe and I needed to be watched. And it was to the point where, you know, like I just, that's where I needed to go. Um, okay. So I remember it was a school day and I, I went to, I think it was a Monday. Yeah, it was a Monday. And I, had a really rough night the night before. I had a really bad breakdown about, like, I think it started with, like, school or something, and then it, like, got into a fight with my parents, and then it got into something else, and it was my own, like, thing. I don't know. And, um, yeah, I did some stuff, and the next day, my dad was like, I, like, I don't know what to do with you necessarily anymore and I don't know what to do anymore like at this point you know like and I I love my dad like he he's there for me he understands me he totally like he just he he totally understands me in that way and we've always been able to you know kind of like relate to some stuff with our mental health and like our emotions we're able to talk about them and we're able to understand each other so that's a really amazing and beautiful thing that we have so it's not even like he just didn't you know it's not like he was like I don't know what to do with you like he simply just it it got to a very serious point and yeah like I said earlier I just I needed the help so he was like I'm not sure what to do anymore and he took me to the hospital that is in the city that I live in or county whatever you want to call it um yeah so I went to a normal hospital it wasn't a psych hospital yet it was just like a normal I don't even know if that would have a name is it just a hospital but you guys get the gist um yeah I went there first and it I was in the ER for a while that's where they like admitted me because they had to do all these tests, um, I had to, like, pee in a cup, oh my god, I felt like shit that day, that was so bad, I, my eyes were puffy as hell, because I had been, like, crying the night before, and, like, that day, and it was just, it was a train wreck, um, no, it wasn't, I was, but it's fine, uh, I got there, my dad was sitting with me, and we were just in the ER for hours, it was literally hours, I had to pee in a cup, and I, you know, I'd barely drank in anything that day. I'd barely eaten anything that day. So that took a little bit to, you know, um, produce that. <laughs> and then I had to wait for that to get tested. And then the, um, what's it called? Like the psych person was able to come and talk with me and they had to, you know, ask these questions on this form. And it was, you know, like just getting to know the basics. Like, are you... I, I don't even know. I don't even know. They asked some questions. I talked to them. I talked to the doctors. I talked to the nurses. So many people, so many freaking questions. But finally, um, everything was like, fig- not figured out. But like, you know, they did what they needed to do. They figured out what they needed to figure out. And my dad and the psych person ended up coming to terms that I needed to not, like I needed to stay and get transferred to another place so that I could get some more help and that I could be, again, safe and, 
yeah, that's that's what was agreed upon, and that scared me a lot. I remember just kind of, like, breaking down even more because I was terrified because I didn't know what to expect. I didn't... All I knew was that my stuff would be, like, taken from me, and I wouldn't have access to, like, my phone or the internet, and I wouldn't be able to, you know, necessarily contact people... And so that worried me, and I, yeah, again, I just didn't know what to expect. I was already very sad and alone feeling, so that just kind of didn't help that. But, yeah, um, I was in the ER, like I said, um, and they moved me up to, I was 15, by the way. I was about to turn 16 in, like, two or three weeks. Like, I literally turned 16, like, 10 days after I got out, I think, or nine days Um, but yeah, anyway, that's that, and they moved me up, by this time it had been hours of me in the ER, they moved me up to the, like, children, the children's, uh, wing of the hospital, the peds floor, and I was in a room, and it was nighttime, and I finally was able to freaking go to bed, so... Uh, yeah, I was admitted. Hi, my dog is sitting with me right now. Hi, what are you doing? Um, okay, sorry if she makes any noises. She, okay, okay, sure, you can lick my face. That's, that's good. Okay, Lucy, I'll pet you in a little bit. Um, what was I talking about? (laughs) Sorry, guys, but, uh, my dog will distract me forever and always from everything. Okay, I went up to the floor and I ended up having to share a room with another patient who was, I have no idea what her story was, but I didn't even talk to her, but it was a similar situation. She was there just kind of waiting to be transported. So here's the thing. I was there just waiting to be transported. I didn't know when it would be. It could be early in the morning. It could be the middle of the night. It could be the next day, like in the at, in the evening. Like I had no idea when I would be transported to the actual psych hospital. So I got up to my room, and I remember I was like wanted to take a shower, and there was a nurse in there, or she was probably a tech. I'm not 100% sure who she was, but I remember her name was Heidi. And she was so sweet, and she had so much makeup on, and I was like, girl, your makeup looks so good. And she just, she just was like a sweet person, and I just felt good vibes from her, and I felt comfortable around her and whatever. So, anyway, she was like the watch person in my room. So, I was on suicide watch, and basically what that means is someone always had to be with me. Um, there was the bathroom and I had to take a shower. I had to go to the bathroom, blah, blah, blah. But I had to have the door, you know, unlocked and open to a certain extent. I couldn't, you know, just close the door and be in my own privacy. Like, no, I had lost that privilege. Um, for my own safety, of course. But yeah, so that kind of annoyed me, but I also understood, so whatever, I was too tired to really care, but yeah, like I said, I was able to take a shower, I got some clean, a nice clean hospital gown, because I had been wearing that other one all day, and then uh, I went to bed, 
in the nice hospital bed and my dad had left at this point and um yeah I I didn't care that they stay because I was just gonna sleep and he ended up coming back the next morning but anyway uh yeah I slept there woke up the next morning with also no I didn't even wake up the next morning I barely slept because I just kept waking up to them checking my vitals like, they, I'd literally, like, wake up to someone, like, tapping me and be like, Chloe, Chloe, shut up. Like, I need to check your vitals. And I would be like, shut up. Like, I'm fine. Like, just let me freaking sleep. <laughs> but, yeah, um, again, I understand, but I was annoyed in the moment. But, anyway, next morning, I finally wake up to some other nurse staring at me. Heidi was gone. My bitch Heidi was gone. And I think it was, like... I don't know, it was, like, 8 in the morning, and there I just, like, feel someone staring at me, and this freaking tech or nurse, whoever it was, was, like, just staring at me when I woke up, and I was like, who are you? And then, oh my goodness, she was like, do you want to play a game? And I was like, what the fuck? And, yeah, so we had to play a board game, and around noon, um, oh, and my dad was able to come back. He came back, brought me a smoothie, and that was great, and, uh, yeah, I ended up playing board game. And around noon, uh, I was getting transported. So I had to be transported in an ambulance. That's just hospital, um, standards, uh, requirement. That's how it has to happen when you're getting transferred. If I'm admitted, you have to be transferred in an, in a, um, ambulance. It's just, protocol because of safety and whatnot so yeah the two EMTs like came up into my room they had to put me on the the stretcher and they wheeled me away and I that's when I started to really like the fear started to really set in I was terrified because I'm strapped down on this fucking stretcher gurney thing and then they like put me into the thing and like I didn't have any of my stuff and who it was it was just I don't even know how to explain it but they wheeled me in and you know I'm fine so it's not like they have to sit back there with me and so one of them was driving the ambulance and then one of them was just kind of sitting not like next to me but they were still kind of sitting in the back um, but I was facing like I was strapped in and I was facing you know if I sat up the back so I could kind of see out the window, and it took, like, it was, like, a 20 or 30 minute drive, and I had no idea where we go, where we were going, I didn't have my phone, but my dad was following us so that he could, like, be there to, like, for the admission or whatever, but, uh, yeah, I was kind of freaking out in that moment, and it was scary, it was terrifying, (laughs) you know, like, I was, like, I'm physically fine, like, why do I have to be, you know, strapped down on a stretcher? And I don't know. I just was feeling a lot of things at that point. But anyway, we finally arrived to the psychiatric hospital. I would say the name, but I don't really feel like it. Um, okay, I get there. I was transported in the ambulance. Um, when I got there, I was wearing my normal clothes, actually. Right be- right when the EMTs came, they were like, you can wear your, like, normal clothes. And I obviously, like, left the hospital gown at the hospital it was, you know, from. So I was able to have my normal clothes on. I had, like, sweatpants and a t-shirt on and then Crocs, my fucking Crocs. 
Uh, little did I know I'd be wearing those shoes for the rest of my week. Um, I was taken into this little room with this woman and some other woman, and they were, I don't know, they were, like, asking me some questions and about, like, why I was there, just basic stuff, and I was answering them, and then they had to strip search me. Yep, I had to be strip searched, um, probably, I don't know, I mean, like, part of me was like, okay, they literally, you know, this is their job, like, it's fine, but I was embarrassed, and I was uncomfortable, I was so uncomfortable, I was already so, like, nervous, and, like, just scared, and I didn't know what was going on, and then the fact that I had to be strip searched, I was like, are you fucking kidding me, so I have these two women what they're both like like one of them's like older like at least 60 and then the other one is i don't know she was at least she was probably like 30 or so but yeah um i did not enjoy that strip searching is not my forte <laughs> but yeah so that had to happen and you know they would just like stare at you when you, as you like took off your shit and be like writing down shit literally they were like oh like what's that bruise from like looking at little shit I'm like I don't know like I just get bruises like I'm an athlete and I have a brother and I do shit and I just bruise okay I don't have and they just would like be like are you like why aren't you telling us what it's from like what like what do you mean you don't know where that's from and I'm like I don't know where it's from like chill out I'm I'm gonna like I'll tell you like this cut is from this and this cuts from this but like or this bruise is from this but like I don't know what this specific one is from you know what I mean like they just I don't know annoying but uh yeah that was not my favorite experience but then they gave me some other clothes well I was able to keep my t-shirt on but I had to give them I had to give up my pants because there was a string in the sweatpants, you know, to, like, tie them together, and the sweatpants would be too big, and they'd fall off if I cut the string, so, uh, yeah, I wasn't able to wear those, but it's okay. Um, I also had to get my blood drawn and, you know, other fun shit like that, whatever. Um, uh, my belongings were, like I said, pretty much all taken, um, yeah, did it on my phone and then I had to say goodbye to my dad and then they brought me into a room and this room was literally a brick not even no not brick it was a cement wall cement walls yes plural (laughs) walls there were yeah it was just a white cement room and it was um that's when it really hit me. That's when I got really scared. They're like, okay, here's your room. And I'm staring at a fucking box with, like, a cot. I mean, I guess I'll call it a bed, but not not comfortable at all. It was, like, one thin-ass blanket, one pillow, a chair, and then there were some cubbies. And that's it. Um... Yeah, for the cubbies, you could have clothes, so my parents ended up bringing clothes later on, like, during the day, and they had to, you know, like, go through 
whoever hospital staff goes through that stuff. And then after everything was accepted, that didn't have strings or zippers or, like, anything, then they, like, approved it and passed it on to me. So I was able to get some clothes. I was able to get toiletries. They had some there, but obviously they were, like, really shitty and cheap. Do you guys hear my dogs crying? I'm so sorry. They're just, like, playing with each other and being weird. Um, what was I saying? Oh, yeah, but so toiletries, I also was able to get some of those, and they, of course, had to be, you know, like, inspected and stuff as well. But, okay, for the clothes, we were able to have those in our room. For our toiletries, we weren't allowed to have those, like, in our rooms or whatever. You know what I mean? Like, you had to go into the day room and ask for them to unlock this like cabinet in there and then you had to like ask to use a certain product of yours that was in a bin labeled with your name and then you had to you know use it and then you had to return it right away so like it's like winter my lips are chapped as hell they're always chapped you know like I'm a swimmer I like my skin's dry and I needed my stupid um what was I talking about chapstick yeah (laughs) so I couldn't even have that on me so I'm literally asking for this fucking chapstick like 10 times a day and then some of that sometimes they'd get annoyed with me like some of them would be like rude and be like like, oh, like, uh, like not right now. And I'm like, dude, I need chapstick. Okay. But eventually later on, like halfway through my, uh, stay there at this, uh, lovely resort, I ended up, um, just like keeping my chapstick. I remember I just like didn't put it back because the guy that the nurse that was there was, um, whoa, Daisy, you're disrupting the podcast. She does not give a shit. Um, but yeah, the nurse, Daisy, the boy nurse that on like that, um, I was talking about, he was kind of oblivious and, um, yeah, I kind of used that to my advantage and I was like, can I get something from the cubby during a really busy time? And then I ended up just not putting it back and it was my chapstick. So that was amazing. Also, I was on my fucking period that entire week and... I'm not going to talk about my period on here, but um, I will say that it gets really bad and it gets really heavy. So I have to, you know, um, manage it. And I had a box of tampons and I had to fucking ask to get one every single time I needed to get one. And it was like a whole thing. We had to unlock the stuff. And I'm like, Jesus, like, I literally need one every two hours. Like, just let me hold on to them. I promise I won't try to swallow them or do whatever with them. But, yeah. Again, if you aren't aware, um, the reason all that is is because of safety reasons. So, I get it. (laughs) I get it. But, still, it's it's annoying. Um, Anyway. Let's talk about... Okay, wait. Well, one more thing before we talk about, like, the food situation. Um, I want to set up how this place looks. So, there's different wings in this hospital. There's, you know, like a... Uh, I don't know what age. There's, like, a certain age, and then there's, like, preteens, and then there's, like, 
like there's children, there's preteens, and then there's teens, and I was in that wing, which was age, I think, 14 to 17. So I was 15, and yeah, that was the age group for my wing. Um, There were X amount of bedrooms in this wing. I'm not 100% sure how many there were, actually, but everyone had a room, and we all shared a bathroom with one other person, and it was all in this wing, and it was just basically a big hallway. That's what I like. That's what this wing is. Um, big hallway. All of our rooms are in there. Our bathrooms are across the hall. And at the very end of the hallway, there was this one room, this big room with a bunch of windows, and that was called the day room. And that was only open for us to be in at certain hours during the day, and some of most of the hours were... Um, like group time so we had to have group therapy sessions and that was um uh it was it was I don't know I ended up it, it got it got better throughout the week but the first two days I'm literally crying nonstop because I'm scared I have no idea where I am I can't talk to anybody like I feel like trapped. I'm like, literally get me out of this place. And I had no control. And that's one of the things that I just always am like seeking for. You know what I mean? Like I am just, I, I just, I like to have control. And so that, that bothered me a lot. That hurt a lot. Um, but yeah, it got better. But anyway, I'll talk about, I'll talk about group in a little bit, but yeah. Um, for the food aspect of this, um, I lost like four pounds, I think, in this one week just from being there. And for some people, that might be a lot. Some people, it might not be a lot. Um, but for me, I was already kind of borderline underweight at this point because, you know, I'm depressed. I'm anxious. Why would I want to eat anything? Um, I had... I still struggle with this, but at the time it was a lot worse. I had very, a very toxic relationship with food. I guess we'll put it that way. Um, I, yeah, I just didn't eat enough. I didn't take care of myself necessarily in that way. I didn't give myself food all the time when I needed it. And yeah, that's how that was. So I lost four pounds in that one week and I had already been, you know, kind of losing weight, so, um, yeah, that's that. Uh, I was also vegan at the time, by the way. I am a vegetarian right now. I have been since I was five years old, but I was vegan at the time because I did it for Lent. I'm not religious. Um, if anything, I'd like to consider myself, or not I'd like to, I do consider myself a little bit spiritual, but, um, yeah, I'm not religious, I did go to church and all that. I know about Christianity, but anyway, that is not the freaking point. What I'm saying is that I gave up all animal products for Lent, so I was vegan. I did this with my best friend, Emma. Uh, Shout out to you. I know you're listening to this. Love you so much, but yeah, she and I um, were best friends. We still are best friends, but we would hang out like all literally every day. So we were like, let's go vegan together and we can help each other out because we're already around each other every day and we already eat the same food. So this just works out perfectly. So yeah, I was vegan and 
I had very limited options and I also had no appetite. But you also had to eat. Like I couldn't just not eat because then you would get like, it would be like written down by one of the nurses. They'd be like, Chloe didn't eat. Or like Chloe didn't even put food on her plate. Chloe didn't even come down to eat. Like they literally take note of every single thing that you do because the whole thing is like, it's not a set amount of days that you go in there. Like if you go in there, And, you know, you follow directions, you are really trying to better yourself and like they're they know that you're not going to be perfect and happy within the next like five or six days. But the goal is, you know, for you to be at least a little bit better to the point where you can be safe, you know, like going home and, you know, going back to your normal life. Like this is a safety thing. This is, you know, it's just. It's it had to happen. So that's that on that. Um anyway, uh three meals a day we had we went down into the basement, which is where the kitchen was, so we would have to pass like the adult unit. Oh yeah, there's an adult wing too, but they we had to pass the adult group. Um sometimes uh I don't think we passed any other group. But yeah, we went we had our specific time slots that we were allowed to eat. I think they were thirty minutes that we were down there, um, but yeah, I think the first one started at, like, 7 a.m. or something, and that's when breakfast started, and then we had lunch at noon or something, and then we had dinner at, like, 5, so we had three meals, and it was, it actually, okay, the food wasn't too bad, and I actually got some, like, I, it was kind of cool, they were, you know, it it was as good as it could be because they actually had some um, options for me. Like, one of the nurses was like, tell the, like, tell the cooks, like, when you go down the line. It was like a cafeteria-like line type of idea. When you go down the line, like, tell them that you are uh, vegan or vegetarian and, like, they will, and, like, just ask for, like, them to make you a veggie burger because they have those in the back, like, you can just ask for one. So I did that a couple of times and that was fine. And they also had a salad bar, which was amazing because that's literally just what I did. I literally just ate a bunch of spinach salads. And yeah, that's what I ate pretty much. They even had like ice cream every like once in a while in the evening and you could have one, but you had to like check with the nurse first to make sure that you like ate two healthy things at least and like ate all your food. I don't know, but Again, I was vegan, so I never ate the ice cream, but yeah, um, I can't remember if there were, I think there were sometimes snacks in the day room, but when I say, like, snacks, it's, like, an apple or an orange or, like, a single, uh, yeah, that's pretty much all I can think of. I don't think we really had, like, a snack snack, but anyway. Again, no appetite. I didn't really care. Um, you were not allowed to have food in your bedroom. That was a big no. Um, you can't take food anywhere except for the cafeteria or if it's in the day room. If it's like a snack, you can eat it in there, but that is it. Also, going down to the cafeteria was a privilege. Um, I So, okay, first day that you're there, the first 24 hours that you're there, you had to eat up in the day room and they brought a tray up to you. You weren't allowed to go and like, you know, 
make your own tray, make your own salad or whatever. Like, they brought up the food to you, and you had to eat up there, and that was that. Because the fact that we had to, like, get on an elevator. No, did we get on an elevator? No, we went downstairs. Yeah, 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 we went downstairs. The fact that we had to, like, walk out of our wing in a line and go down the stairs and walk into the cafeteria and, like, you know, act civil. Not everybody was able, was capable of doing that. Not everybody was, you know, had the privilege um, because of their behavior. And I'm not, like, bashing on anyone. Like, everyone has their own issues. But I'm just saying, like, that's that's simply how it was. Like, if you were able to control yourself enough to be, you know, civil and follow directions during that time, uh, yeah, if, if you were able to do that, then boom, you can go down. But if you weren't able to do that, then you lost privileges. So, anyway... Uh, first 24 hours, you had to eat in the day room so that they could kind of, like, observe you or whatever, but after that, I was able to go down to the cafeteria, and, yeah, you were able to, like, eat with people, you were able to talk to them, um, you didn't have to, though, of course, um, I actually did have a few, like, friends, I guess, and we all kind of, you know, we would just talk, and, um, we got through, my specific group, we kind of got through it, actually, by making some very sarcastic jokes um I have a very sarcastic and dry sense of humor and that's like I found it like a little group of like a few of us and we all kind of had that and we all just kind of had that so uh yeah um that's that's the food aspect okay um visitors I want to talk about that visitation hours were there were two two hour time slots during the day where people could visit and not just anybody could visit though um my siblings actually weren't able to see me the entire week because they were both um how old were they like uh 10 my brother was 10 I think and or no he was 11 and my sister was 13 right no yeah my brother was 11 my sister was 13 no she was not she was 12 right yeah (laughs) I'm sorry you guys are like I don't know yeah okay 11 and 12 those were my siblings ages they weren't allowed to come see me because they weren't 18 you had to be 18 to come visit Uh, so I miss them but my parents came and visited me and there was two hours in, like, the mid-morning that you could get a visitor. And then there were um, evening, an evening slot, like 6 p.m. to 8 p.m. or something like that. Um, the siblings could come on the weekends, though. I forgot about that. Yeah, siblings came on the could come on the weekends. Like, younger kids could come. Um, only family, though, of course. And, yeah, I was, so I was able to see them on Saturday. I got there. I got to this specific hospital on Tuesday. So yeah. Um, that's really that on that. They were able to come in. They couldn't bring their phone in. You couldn't bring anything in. You had to, you know, like go through some, I don't, I don't know how that worked actually, but all I know is that parents had to go in a room and there was, you know, a nurse or two in there and you all just kind of had to 
you didn't necessarily get privacy with them. You just had to sit in, like, a random room and talk to them until you wanted to leave or they wanted to leave. And then, yeah, you went back to your room. Once the two hours was up, they'd be like, all right, get the fuck out. And I would cry. Um, The first, like, three days, each time that my, like, dad or mom left the visiting hours, I just started crying because it was lonely. And then I, you know, especially the six to eight, like, you know, they'd leave. And then I'm like, okay, time to go to bed by myself, like, alone in this room that is literally just a box. And I don't have any, it's not my bed, you know, it's uncomfortable, I'm, all this stuff. So it was hard. Um, didn't really sleep, but it's fine. <laughs> it's friggin' fine, whatever. Um... Anyway, let's talk about that, though. For sleep, oh my goodness gracious. Okay, so there was a time, I don't remember, I think it was like 9.30 or 10, something like that. You had to be, like, lights out, in bed, going to sleep. And here's the thing. You're trying to go to sleep, but every 15 minutes, and by the way, the doors on these rooms are heavy like they're heavy ass wooden doors so they make pretty loud noises when they like close um uh there were no locks on these doors of course because safety reasons you know no one could use locks so that's the other thing there's kids in this hallway not all of it's not all like depression there were some um kids with some anger management issues there were kids with some um other issues that I'm not 100% sure what they were, but, um, yeah, there were some, there were, I mean, there were some other kids that were just very depressed like me. There was some kids that were extremely anxious, and, uh, yeah, this one girl that I met, she was, oh my goodness, her anxiety was just through the roof, and, yeah, I, I felt for her, I felt that, but, um, what was another one? There were, what's it called? There was one girl in there. I'm trying to remember. I don't know. But anyway, yeah, it wasn't just like one. It wasn't just like all of the kids were depressed like me. Like it was lots of different stuff. Um, but yeah, there were no locks on the doors, so anybody could just kind of, if they really wanted to, uh, break away and run to someone's room and, like, open the door or do whatever, like, you could technically do that. You weren't allowed in other people's rooms, of course, but I still hated the fact that there were no locks. Um, really hated that because <laughs> I'd be changing or I'd be freaking sleeping and, yeah. But anyway, there's these huge heavy wooden doors and... Every 15 minutes, the door would open, and the hallway light was always on, so a bright-ass light just comes into your room. You're trying to go to sleep, and you already can't sleep because you're literally, you know, you're in a hospital. You're not comfortable. You don't, like, whatever. You're thinking about stuff, and the door would just keep opening every 15 minutes because they would have to check and make sure that you were still there and that you were okay because you always, that you just, you always have to have an eye on you in there, because, again, safety, there, I heard a lot of stories about 
the stuff that was tried in there. So um, I'm saying how, like, you know, you couldn't have your toiletries with you and you couldn't, um, you know, you couldn't do certain stuff, but it was all because of safety stuff. And, um, yeah, we, we also weren't allowed to go outside because apparently, like, kids would try to run away <laughs> before. So, yeah, um, we weren't allowed to go outside. So I literally didn't go outside for a total of, like, five or six days. I didn't get a single breath of fresh air. And oh my goodness, when I tell you, it felt amazing to walk out of those doors when I finally was able to. Oh my goodness, best feeling in the world. But okay. Anyway, uh, other restrictions. Yeah, no locks on doors, no toiletries in the room or your bathroom. You had to ask to use them. So. When I wanted, so like, okay, shower time, designated shower time was right after dinner. So like 5.30 to 6 p.m. around there. Um, For the showers, so they had shampoo and conditioner and body wash and all that stuff. But I had like my face wash, my toothpaste, um, face wash. Did I already say that? Yeah, I don't know, whatever. Um, All that stuff. And you had to go and ask, and it was locked up in this cubby that was in the day room, bless you, Lucy, my dog is sneezing now, I guess, um, you had to go in there, and you had to get your stuff, and you couldn't just carry the bottle to the shower and go take a shower, no, you had to ask for, you know, which specific products you needed to use, and they would put it in, you know, those like little ketchup containers that you would get at like McDonald's and you would, you know, just a little container, a little condiment container, and you'd fill it up with your ketchup. And it was like a paper little tiny bowl cup. Yeah, that's what they put our stuff in. Think about that. I want to take a shower and I have to walk. And, you know, I ha- I'm, a, I'm a girl and my hair is, you know, I like to condition it. So I have, um, my, so I, I'm asking for all this shit. I have a a little cup of, they put a squeet, a a squeet, what the hell, (laughs) a squirt of shampoo in one of them. Then I had a second cup of conditioner. Then I had another one of body wash. Then I had another one of face wash. And then I had another one for toothpaste. And then I had to carry all those little cups to my shower. And then I was given my toothbrush. And then I was given... Um, I was able to use, oh, and then in another cup, I had to get my face moisturizer. So literally all these fucking cups for all these like liquids that I needed to use because again, safety reasons, you just never know what people are going to do. So yeah, that was, that was fun. Um, so then (laughs) it was kind of funny. I'd like joke around with some of the other people in there. We'd be like, okay, do you guys like get all these cups of all this shit you walk to the bathroom, you put them all on this, like, tiny ledge, and you, like, get in the shower, and you don't remember which is which. So you're, like, probably, I probably washed my hair with body wash. I probably washed my body with, like, shampoo or face wash or whatever. You know, like, you just, uh, like, you literally get there, and you're like, wait, which one is which? So, kind of funny, but, yeah. Um, anyway, <laughs> uh, that was kind of annoying, Um, that was another restriction. You couldn't have any sharp objects, of course. Um, there were 
pencils in the day room, but they didn't have erasers, so you couldn't, you know, like, make a burn mark on yourself because that had happened there, so they had to get pencils without erasers, so those had to stay in there, and you had to return those. I actually snuck a pencil into my room, and I was terrified I'd get in trouble because you'd get written up for that, and I just wanted to do my freaking homework. That's the other thing. I was able to get some of my books and some of my schoolwork, but one, I couldn't focus on, like, any of it. I just did some basic, like, busy work that didn't require actual, like, thinking. But, um, yeah, uh, no sharp objects. So, like, my, with my, like, books and my folders, literally, they had to take out the staples that were in the folders, and then I was able to have them in my room and do my schoolwork. So, yeah, literally, they took every measure possible. And some of my clothes, I had to, you know, cut out the strings, too, and whatever. Also, most of the people are walking around in their socks because you can't have laces and you can't have most shoes in there. But I had my Crocs, so I was able to wear those, luckily. But, um, yeah, I literally wore these Crocs all week. And now every time I look at them, I'm like, damn. <laughs> I know where I wore those, but yeah. Um, no one in other pe- others' rooms. Uh, you couldn't have your phone. You couldn't use the internet. All those fun restrictions. Um, whew, let's talk about group therapy. Everybody would have to get in a circle in these chairs in the day room, and then a nurse would lead it, and at the beginning of the day, you'd have to go around the freaking circle, and you'd have to be like, and I mean, if you if you really didn't want to talk, you could refuse, and it's fine, but they wanted to see that you were making an effort, you know, and like following directions, so they're not expecting you to be like happy and perfect by the end of the week, but they're expecting you to make an effort, so And that's how you kind of, like, get out of there. So, basically, we'd go around, and at the beginning of the day, what were the questions? It'd be like, you'd have to say your name, and then you'd have to say a goal for the day, and then you'd have to say, like, how you're feeling, and one other thing. And then we'd, like, have some lesson or whatever. And then we'd have group therapy later on. And then at the end of the day, we'd have our last group therapy session. And we'd, like, go around the room and say our highs and lows of the day. We'd say what our goal was and if we accomplished it. Um, My goal for, like, the first three days was, like, to not cry. (laughs) And I finally accomplished it. And I was so proud of myself. But, yeah. um, That was that. Um, it was kind of weird at first because you don't know anybody, but at the end of the day, none of us really know each other and we're all, you know, in this, uh, situation and yeah, um, that was group therapy pretty much. There were like lessons and stuff. Um, but yeah, there wasn't just group therapy though. That was a big part of the whole entire, like, that was a big part of our day. That was a big part of the entire experience. We did have a lot of downtime, you know, where we could sit in our rooms and do whatever. We did have a good amount of downtime. We did have, um, designated time where we could be just hanging out and socializing in the day room, or we'd have to, like, be in our rooms. But either way, 
downtime and group that was pretty in like eating that's pretty much what we did um but yeah we also had individual therapy sessions every day and we also had appointments with our doctors every day so our doctors being like um psychiatrists and we'd talk about meds so I wasn't on meds before I went in but um ever since uh I got there and so on I've been on meds um that's another reason why you have to stay there for X amount of time is because if you're getting put on meds or your meds are getting switched around or whatever, they want to monitor, they want to monitor you and make sure that your body isn't reacting, you know, bad or your mind isn't reacting bad because sometimes meds can make things worse for people, whether that be mentally or physically, um, but yeah, luckily what I got put on the first time, um, it works smoothly and yeah, so you'd have individual um therapy and all that and they'd like call you down whenever that was your time or whatever. I don't know. Um we also had daily checkups. Uh we did vitals and we were woken up in the morning at like the crack acid dawn. Fucking winter time. It's cold as heck. There's frost on my window. We did have a little window in our room too, by the way. Um, so that was cool. I'd, like, wake up really early for no reason, and I'd, like, watch the sunset, and the, or, not the sunset, the hell, the sunrise, and, yeah, that was nice, but we'd get woken up at the crack acid on, and they're, like, here's a cup, pee in it, and then walk down the hall, go get your blood drawn. You're literally half awake in your pajamas. You aren't allowed to, like, go get toiletries or do anything yet. You have to go pee in this cup, and you just woke up, so your piss is probably yellow, and I feel embarrassed. I'm like, I promise I'm normally hydrated. I just, like, this is the situation today. Um, But, yeah, you'd have to do that, and then you'd have to get your blood drawn at literally first thing in the morning. You're not even awake yet, and, yeah, I got very used to getting my blood drawn at this time. Um, And then you'd go back to your room. And then you'd, like, have X amount of time to, like, get your shit ready to go to breakfast. Um, yeah. That was pretty much the mornings. And then we'd get our vitals checked, like, after breakfast or whatever. Um, yeah. Woken up, vitals, pee and cup, blood drawn, all the above. All the fun stuff. Um, there was... I think there was, yeah, there was, like, a, an actual, like, physical, how do, like, there was, like, there, okay, we had our doctor's appointments, you know, with, like, our psychiatrist, but then we also had, um, like, a physical checkup with a different doctor when we, like, first come in, and they just make sure that you're doing good, and, yeah, uh, lots of checking in, lots of all that precautions, yada, yada, yada. Um, what else? What else? Meds. Oh yeah. While they were doing vitals, um, the one nurse or two would like walk around with the cart and they would drop off everybody's meds and they'd, you know, give you your cup with your pills in it. And you had to take that. They'd give you a cup of water. You had to drink that. And then you had to like open your mouth so that they could see and make sure that you actually took them. Um, and yeah, that was, that was that, um, I'm looking at my list to see if I, you know, forgot any big, important 
information and I don't think that there is do 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 um yeah that's pretty much what I wanted to talk about yeah all right well I guess that's where I'm gonna kind of wrap this up um definitely let me know any questions that you have I really am open to talking about this um uh I just don't know what people want to know I don't know what's relevant and what's not and what people would care about and what people wouldn't or what people already know or what they don't know so let me know any questions you have my instagram is chloe.vetter c-h-l-o-e dot v as in violet e-t-t-e-r um just you know you can message me on there ask any questions you can make any comments just let me know what you think about this episode i know it's kind of different um but i wanted to talk about this and i think it should be normalized discussing this type of stuff and like okay i was talking to my one of my best friends bianca shout out to you because i know you're listening to this she also has a podcast it's called disturbed youth she's very intelligent and she's amazing and i love her and yeah shout out to you go check out her podcast I was talking to her and I was like, I kind of want to talk about this like topic, like just last week or two weeks ago or whatever. Like, I want to talk about my experience going to the hospital. And she was like, and I was like, but I don't know, like I'm embarrassed. And she made the point, like, this needs to be normalized. Like, you shouldn't be embarrassed talking about something that like happened to you. You know, like people should be able to talk about this and not feel weird about it. So I was like, you know what? You're right. So that's what really like pushed me to actually put this episode up. So yeah, um, that's, that's really why I wanted to talk about this and just kind of create awareness because I feel like unless you are in there, I've heard some, um, not exactly 100% true stuff. Here's the other thing. This is completely my experience. This is my, this is my side. This is my story. This is my, my perspective, okay? This is also one hospital of however many are out there. You know what I mean? Like, this is just one hospital that I went to. There's definitely different restrictions depending on different hospitals. There's different experiences based on different hospitals. There's different requirements, all that stuff. So things are different at every place. Um, So this is just my specific hospital that I went to. Um, Yeah, I I got picked up after, I think, six days, and I left, and it was hard as shit to get back into school because I missed so much work, but, um, I, I got caught up, and it was, it was fine, but, um, yeah, it was an experience, again, ask me any questions, let me know any comments, um, let me know what else you want to hear, um, thank you guys for listening, I hope you have a great rest of your day, stay happy, healthy, safe, all the above and just have a good day enjoy your life take care of yourself do stuff for you and i'll see you guys next friday for my next episode every friday you get an upload and yeah thanks for listening i'll see you guys next week goodbye